Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics, right here on Blog Talk Radio. www.dny.info. That's dny.info. 
and uh, you'll uh, get there, and then you'll type in your email address where it's asked for, and then you will be connected quite uh, rapidly with us, and then you'll be receiving all of our announcements, not only for what the programs are, but the cutting-edge news, and believe me, there is a lot of it. It's exploding, uh, uh, absolutely exploring, and uh, it's uh, of interest to our members and, of course, our Internet followers. Now, hundreds of people have already signed on for this service, and uh, more are joining every single day. Again, it's, it's a DNNY absolutely free service. Okay, here we go. My, our featured guest tonight on our podcast is a very good friend and colleague, Kurt Vaughn. Kurt, uh, a very hearty good welcome to you. Great to be here. Uh, Kurt, talk up a lot more, if you will, so I can hear you better, okay? Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. Great. All right. Well, um, let me just say that uh, on behalf of you that uh, you're a, a DGH certified uh, hypnotherapist uh, accepted by the uh, is it clinical uh, member of Dr. Richard Broylin, ACCET, uh, Therapeutic Group, and designated rep for the East Coast. So that's, uh, that's one hat that's very busy uh, indeed. Now, if I may, Kurt, I'd like to start the program off with just some simple questions about your background. And to start it off, I'd like to ask you, where were you born? I was born in Queens, New York, Kew Gardens. Okay. Go Queens. And uh, from a very big family or uh, brothers and sisters? Just one brother. Just one brother. Okay. And uh, your mom and dad, uh, what were they like? What kind of work did they do? Or just a little bit? Uh, very, very loving family. Um hard-working, um, basic, you know, just American family. Well, you know, that's a blessing to have, uh, as you said, a loving, a loving family. That is a true blessing. I know people who have not been so fortunate, and uh, the, those issues go quite deep. So I'm, I'm very happy you did have that background. Uh, now, did you uh, live together uh, in, in that location, or did you move around? Uh, basically in the same area all my life, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, uh, also just quickly, uh, where did you go to school and study? Uh, well, I went to Catholic school. I went to Bishop Lachlan in Brooklyn, and I uh, continued, and uh, I studied at uh, Queens College. Okay, very good. And, Kurt, again, I'm having a little problem with the volume, so if you can okay. bring the, sure. the phone close to your close to your mouth, then we'll be okay. Now, okay. Uh, you're going to speak. You're our, going to be our featured guest speaker this coming Sunday at the mm -hmm. Disclosure Network New York uh, Manhattan meeting, and we're very excited about that. And you chose for your topic, uh, it's the quote, uh, organic plasma life forms, proof positive contact, with interdimensional intelligence, unquote. Wow. I mean, you certainly have my interest, and I think the, uh, the interest of everybody in the group. So certainly looking forward to that. Uh, can you comment a little bit more about what you're going to be speaking of? Yeah. Um, basically, do you, want to give me, do you want me to give you a basic background, how I came to learn about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, if you could, uh, just briefly, but very much would like that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Uh at an early age, uh, I, I, I guess I, I was um, having uh, some kind of interaction with uh, 
uh, intelligences because, uh, in retrospect, when I asked my mother, you know, when I used to take off on my own when I was a kid, I said, well, how old was I? She says, between the ages of five and seven, uh, I would just basically take off on my bike early in the morning and just like I'm, I was drawn to an area uh, locally <clears throat> behind uh, uh, um, the uh, uh, Aqueduct Racetrack <clears throat> where there, there's a, a A train stop there. And um, there was, um, it was basically a field um, with, uh, what do they call those, um, cattails or that, that kind of overgrowth. And I would get oh, lost yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would get lost there. Uh, basically, I would come back uh, late in the afternoon, sometimes even dark, when it was dark. And, and uh, my mother would call the police sometimes, and she would go to neighbors and ask, you know, have you seen my kid, you know? They said, well, he was here early in the morning and just taken off. But the point is, um, I uh, did look into that later on when I uh, had the opportunity to meet Bud Hopkins, and, and there was things that, you know, that did come out from that. Um, and um, Did you go on, there because it felt comfortable? Did it feel safe? Uh, or was, what was the attraction? I was, I don't know. Inevitably, I was drawn to go there. I, I mean, I was such okay. a small kid. I don't even know how I knew how to get there. I mean, it was approximately... Uh, at least three miles away, um, wow. and then and roads, intricate roads and stuff. But I ended up there, and I would go there on a fairly regular basis over the span of uh, a few years. Mm-hmm. Did you feel as though there was something special? Some I don't know. I won't say contact necessarily, but there was something about that area. Well, it was <laughs> it was under the guise of going butterfly hunting. I never came back with anything. <laughs> no butterflies to come back. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. You know, but, but what did you do there? Butterfly net. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. It must have been the worst. So. Right. Yeah. But you spent the time. Uh, what What did you do when you got there? Uh, did you? Um, I would um, just pull up. You know, go with the bicycle and get lost in there. And and I don't have. That's another thing. I don't have much memories. Many memories of my youth when I was young. I mean, I have sporadic memories. I have certain memories. You know, maybe a little bit about mm-hmm. school, but other than that, it's it's sort of like a, a washout. Okay. Now take us to the place in your life where things started to happen to you that weren't expected and that were unusual, yeah. to say the least. Oh, I can when, remember when did that exactly. happen? Yeah, I can remember Roughly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, over over thirty thirty five thirty thirty five years ago, uh, we used to go up to um, a friend's friend's house upstate new york and that was right. uh, uh, not too far from new Paltz. it was a uh, um actually it was closer to liberty new york it was uh okay. a place called calicoon center and in calicoon and um one evening uh there was a local who wanted to go out and shoot a deer or whatever and i said look I, i'm not into that but i'll i'll drive you up to the area so we drove there and um as we were driving i had a corvette at the time and um, we were driving pretty quick on that on those side roads, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. to our right we saw a whole bunch of little red retinas of something, and there were deer. So I slammed on the brakes and inadvertently had gone into the gully, and the car was so low to the ground I couldn't get out. So the car could only go forward and back, and because two wheels mm. were over, hanging over and the other two were on the road, sort of a little on the side. So I said, look, you know. Uh, I'm not leaving the car. You, you got to go get help or whatever. So I said, before you leave, let's let's you know, look around. 
we looked around and basically dead. I mean, it was just farmland and middle of nowhere uh, on Route 17, approximately five, uh, five uh, I guess about five miles we drove from the house, I estimated. And uh, the last thing I remember after we looked around and saw that it was okay, uh, I just saw him walking into the night, and that was it. And then until later on when they did return. But that's when everything happened, I guess. That was my first um, conscious recall um, that uh, that actually is the basis of, of me looking into things with Bud Hopkins. Um, what had occurred was, as I was waiting around, um, I uh, we had a rifle in the back of the seats. It was a 22 rifle. It wasn't a centerfire or anything like that, just a the lever action and um I, all of a sudden the next thing i know i was sitting in the car next thing i know i'm outside the car and i have the rifle in my hand and um something is really you know piquing my interest because it first of all there was no sound it, it was they call it the oz factor and i thought that was a little strange you, know, you always hear crickets or what have you wind or something and nothing at all right. absolutely dead and dead silence uh, yeah yeah and uh next thing i know is i'm getting sort of like look over here and i kind of look to my right and i said gee you know that's that's crazy i said there's some campers here you know it, the illusion was so good it was just far enough to see but not close enough to make out everything it looked like there was three children r- walking around a, like oh yeah, kind of walking around a campfire, but the campfire was perfect. You know, it's like when you see these cartoons and the inside of the trees are all lit up, you know, and you, that mm-hmm. the smoke is perfect. It was too perfect. And uh, it was it was sort of like a caricature in a sense, but a, a moving, a movie sort of thing. And um, mm-hmm. next thing, the next scene, because um, I said to myself, you know, it's pretty, I, I hope these guys got permission from the farmers. See, I was still thinking in logical terms within this this whatever it, you know whatever was in, engulfed around me it was sort of like a, maybe that just that entire area was surreal but within that context i still was able to make judgments and thinking and that kind of thing i thought that was interesting in retrospect wow. but um at, yeah. at some yeah at some point um i started i looked away and at some point i started hearing somebody creeping up and I don't no no one likes anybody creeping up on you, and you no, can hear like no, leaves no. and yeah like a like a walking up. I said, uh oh, yeah, this That's is not creepy. good because I don't I don't that see anybody. So I start to, uh, you know I start yelling out like, look, uh, I don't even know who I'm talking to. I'm just saying, look, back off. Uh, I, I'm warning you, this kind of thing. And I I loaded a bullet into the chamber because I, I guess I was scared enough to do that and. Um, I uh, it was like a scene out of uh, what do you call it that that movie with Burt Reynolds uh, you know uh, oh yeah <laughs> but uh, in the woods but um, anyway so I swung the gun over to the right I shot around swung the gun over to the other side shot around and that's the last I remember the next wow. thing I remember is I'm standing behind the car rifle is not in my hand anymore and I'm just standing there and I'm seeing my friends coming up the road. And I hear them yelling, like, you jerk, you idiot, it only happened to you, this kind of thing. And they pull up, and they put a chain on the car or whatever, and they pulled it out because I got them out of bed. And, you know, they weren't really too happy about that. 
So, and the funny thing is, no one spoke about it. They didn't even ask me anything. And we got really? into the car and we went back like nothing. And it, it took years before it even came up that I spoke to anybody about it. Well, that's weird. I mean, that uh, why wouldn't they ask a whole bunch of questions at that yeah, point? That's yeah. crazy. Strange. Yep. Yeah. They just but thought it was a, you there know. There was a little bit here. Little... What you're seeing here is there was some time that was missing for sure. Yeah. That there was yeah. that, And that is really very, very scary when all of a sudden yeah. there is a, a blank and you can't remember for whatever reason, what went on. Now, that, that is really very uh, of great concern. I think anybody yeah, only, who's ever had that happen. Yeah, only uh, years so later yeah. Yeah, do, I, oh. do I look into it. Yeah, it, it came, it rose to the occasion where I said, hey, gee, you know, maybe there's something to this. Because it just, it's sort of like, just it's not like on a top priority to think about. It just didn't come up. And no, I've had that no. happen a lot of times that uh, events would occur and it wouldn't come up until later on, years later. Well, you, you just need clarity. You just need to mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, there's some part of the puzzle that's missing. What is that about? And so, yeah. Yeah, you see, like, even, like, it, it would seem uh, strange to people because the, the normal sequence of events weren't, you know, taking place. You would think that, oh, gee, you know, this happened. Let's talk about the guys at, at, the, at the house. Hey, what happened? It didn't work out that way. It just... It was just glossed over, and it was, you know, it was like a non-event. Just like I, oh. I, I went off the road, and they had to get out of bed, and they pulled me in, and, and I mean, pulled me out, and that was it. Yeah, that that is upsetting on a lot of levels, and it could have yeah. been, you know, you could have been hurt. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. thank God you weren't. Or I could have hurt somebody. Yeah. But you know, the funny part is that I knew enough not to shoot up in the air because whatever goes up comes down. So I did shoot into the into the ground. <laughs> So I was still thinking on, you know, in logical terms. So you still have your faculties within this surrealism that's taking yeah. place, you know. And I only found that out yeah. later on, not at that time. Yeah, no, that's a good point, and that that mm-hmm. is really true. But to, to go that far and to think that you need the gun and all that, mm-hmm. uh, that that's of concern then, because now things are getting real. Now take oh, yeah. us to the next level here. What? Uh, a year go past, or we tell tell us about the next uh, major occurrence, if you will. Oh, gee, uh, there was so many things. That, um, well, funny you ask. Um, not too long after that, because we used to go up to uh, upstate often. That was our you know stomping grounds, and we did end up going to a dude ranch with uh, a, a few friends. And we had, I remember, we went. We were on this off uh, off the beaten path road. And it was three of us. It was three cars, and um, we were in the lead car. It was a, a, a Cadillac, a convertible, and we had the top down. We're driving along. It was great. And all of a sudden, I look up and I see all these deers looking down. Uh, no, no, no. There was deers on a on a ridge, looking in oh, one I direction, see. not down. But when I said stop the car, because I thought that was weird. I said, look at this. This farmer must be must be nuts, putting all these deers up here. People are going to shoot at him. And all of a sudden. All the heads turned at the same time, and they looked down at us, and they all started stampeding us, running at us. Now, anyone, what? anybody in the, in, the, in the field knows, if you're a hunter or whatever, deers don't run at you. Or they usually run yeah. the other way, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. But I do remember um, we were kind of sta- – we were out of the car. I don't remember getting out of the vehicle, and we were kind of all standing there just frozen. You, you, you can you move your eyes – 
but you kind of just stand in there. And I, in my peripheral view, we, I'd see somebody else, another friend of mine to the right, to the left. And I also saw all the deers running towards us, jumping over the car, like where you would sit in the Whoa. car, the cab, over the car, Whoa. over the hood, in between cars. And um, it was just, it was absurd. The whole thing was bizarre. Yeah, yeah so that was another crazy like event. That. Mm-hmm. I never heard of anything quite like that. that no, and no. The, the animals behaving that strangely. I mean, that yeah, is, yeah. And it was a group the of them. They, you said they were jumping over the car. Did any of them hit the car? No, no, no. And, and no, then when they landed or whatever, I guess you don't even hear anything. It was sort of just the whole thing was surreal, you know. But it was it real sounded. enough. It was maybe it was you know some kind of an illusion or whatever. But whatever it was, it was real enough for us. And then years later, this didn't come up either. And when I did see one of my friends, Steve, and I had asked him, he was really good with remembering stuff. He was, you know, he was um, just, he was good at this kind of stuff. And I asked him, I said, hey, do you remember that time we were in the, yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. I said, you remember what happened? Said, yeah, the deers were running. I said, what happened after that? And he literally put his hand on his head and he started scratching. He did, I said, when you remember, give me a call. I haven't received that call yet. Whoa. Yeah. Wow! So here we go again. Oh, that's mm-hmm. here we go. It, it sounds almost like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. I yeah, mean, really. it, does. it does. I mean, that would be uh, actually one hell of a movie uh, uh, because when, once that that very strange occurrence happens, especially yeah. with animals. I mean, mm-hmm. all right. So, so given that, what's the next? I would um, say occurrence well, or something you yeah. can remember. Um, well, basically, uh, we also used to frequent the Pine Bush area, I guess. It was in the 90s. So we would go up to Pine Bush, and I used to call it UFO Central, but there was stuff that we saw there, um, nothing really major, major. We saw some uh, odd things in the sky, but nothing to you know get uh, all excited about. Um, the thing that did um, occur was uh, – let me see. Well, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh. Well, back home, uh, there was, like, things, like, locally, I would be at a, at a stoplight, for example. I, I was on Queens Boulevard one evening coming back from a girlfriend's house, and I was just waiting there. And um, this is near Union Turnpike and Queens Boulevard, and all of a sudden there's this light. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a, a beautiful, a perfectly cylindrical, it was like, you know, if you have a, a flashlight, it, it is always a washout to the sides. This thing was a like a perfect tube. Maybe, it's hard to estimate, I would say at least 8 to 10 inches. And inside, it was sort of like, it, it's almost almost angelic-like, you know, like, like with floating material. And, and I'm like, what the heck is this? I'm thinking, well, there must be somebody on, on the, there's a, the Con Edison has a building up there, and I thought maybe there was one of those searchlights or something. So I look up, and there's nothing there. And to the, to the left of me, there was, there was cars all around me because we were waiting at the light. And the guys to the left of me, I think they were undercover cops because they seen them with the computer and stuff. But nobody in the, seemed to see it. It went right across the, the hood of my truck. Um, and, I mean, it was bright enough. People would have, no one seemed to have seen it. And uh, then I sort of like, you know, I, I was aghast, but what is this? Then it, it, it just winked out, and I says, oh, it must have, you know, I'm always looking for prosaic answers. I said, sure, well, sure. maybe it's one, yeah, one, of those, um, uh, one of those lights, you know, when you get it flashed and you give you a, t- a ticket, the, uh, the, oh, yeah. the light. Yeah, well, I thought it was one of those, and it, at the moment I thought that, the light 
another beam goes across. I, I got spooked. That was really wild. And, uh, I, you know, the, the light changed. I put it into gear, and off I went. I went across on the south side of Queens Boulevard. I parked the car, and I looked up. There was nothing there. You know, a lot of people have related to our group um, when they talk about things like this, that they were seeing something or the person or persons right near them were seeing it, but everybody else around had no clue, couldn't see anything. And so one of the the, uh, observances is that if whatever it is doesn't want to be seen or doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be seen by certain people, they have the power to do that. Right. So they can. There's a way, probably a way of masking uh, a reality of sorts, or an object, or whatever that is. And there's yeah, well, there's also like light like refraction, and and there's all sorts of you know. Then we start to you start to put dimensional things into the equation. There's so many. We can go off on so many tangents, but again, it's it's all hearsay. Um, one okay, of the so strangest. Take to the next. Go ahead. Yeah. One. This has got to be, even for me, this is absolutely off-the-wall bizarre. I mean, I, sometimes I just scratch my head. Um, I know it occurred. It was broad daylight, and I, I believe I discussed this with you. Uh, I went to visit a friend of mine in Regal Park. Uh, he was an ex-military guy. He was a flyer. And uh, I, I went up to, you know, I parked the car, and it was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 3, 3.20, somewhere around there. And uh, I uh, parked the car. I remember he had these the stair, the type of house where you had the stairs going up, then there's a landing, and then you have the door. Well, I'm I'm going up the stairs, and just you know, just as I'm reaching the top, I get on on the, on the platform, and I start walking, and all of a sudden I get this clear audience, this this this, this notion, or you know, just look up, you know, look up, and I turned, and I and I it was, it was sort of like if anybody's known knows what it's like to be in a car accident. It happens so fast, and there's a there's that brief moment when everything just slows down for that just one second or two, like in the Matrix, and then everything just comes yep. back together, rushing in. Well, it was yep. something like that. The, my mind could not, uh, it, it could not accept what, what was it because it, it's it's bizarre. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's just a log, uh, you know, a logical impossibility. Well, what I was a what I saw was. Like I would say within within twenty twenty five feet, no more. There was a huge. I mean, this thing must have been. I I can only. I was just looking in one direction. I, I, my eyes would be able to move, but I, I, my body sort of, kind of just in one spot. And my in my peripheral view, it just it just extended like almost in, infinitely. It just went on and on, and it was curved. This thing was. Uh, like um, a gunmetal pewter, gray, like a like a submarine. If you ever seen a submarine come out of the water, a U.S. submarine, uh, that's why I call this the hull, the gray hull. Well, this thing was literally on top of my head, and it seemed like it was on a, a sort of like a pitch. So I think it was, if I had to guess, something like a 45 degree angle right above my head, and I'm, I'm looking, and all of a sudden. Um, I start to see like like a like a like branches and stuff. They gave me an illusion, almost like to to calm me down of, of sort. Like if like if you see a cat runs into a bag, it thinks it's safe. You know, you could just squash the thing. But but it sort of gave me an illusion to make me feel like I I had some kind of something in between what I was looking at and some sort of 
you know, solace where, I, oh, gee, you know, I, I'm protected as a tree there. That's what I, that's my best guess. But um, mm. there was, you know, there was no trees there or anything else because uh, after this happened, I, you know, I just snapped out of it, I guess, and just walked up, rang the bell. He came out and I said, hey, and I, was, and I was like, you got to come out here. You got to see. He goes, nah, nah, come on in. It's just a blimp. And I'm saying, why would he say that? You know, he didn't even come out. But why would he say blimp? It's only years later that I put it together. When I rang the bell, I remember when I turned around, it was dark. And, you know, these these dirigibles, the, you know, uh, the Goodyear blimps, whatever, they, they, they do come out in the daytime, but they usually, you know, associate it more with, uh, the dark, you know, they're out in the dark, flying around, mm-hmm. you know, with lights, whatever. Uh, but um, it, it really uh, it, it piqued my interest because why why did he say that all these years? I couldn't figure it out. So gee whiz, and then it hit me. It was dark. So when I went in, it was about three three o'clock in the afternoon, somewhere around there. And then when I rang the bell, it was dark out. Okay, here we go again. What what is going on? Why me? You ever ask yourself why me? Why is why is it going on with me? You ever ask himself that? Yeah, yeah. You know, like why? Why 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 was I the one to see it? Why was I the one to observe it? And other people saw nothing. But and also the, the the idea that this is a lot of times when there's missing time, and that's a great concern. Yeah. So yeah, oh boy, that's that's a lot. I just yeah, want to that, that really do a sidebar and just say again, Kurt is going to be giving a, a, a ninety-minute talk to Disclosure Network New York this coming Sunday. That's the sixteenth at two o'clock sharp. And if you're interested to know more details about the meeting, uh, please go to the website, which is dnny.info. It will tell you in detail about the meeting and how you can RSVP. Uh, you can't just show, show up at the door. You have to RSVP uh, well before the meeting. So uh, my, I, I'm suggesting you do that as soon as you can and uh, before we fill up. And then, of course, we won't be able to accept any more RSVP reservations. So Kurt will be talking. And uh, Kurt is also uh, having uh, bringing with him some slides of some of the uh, amazing light forms that he has not only seen, but was able to uh, do photography and take some images that actually came out. Uh, Kurt, do you want to just say briefly about about that? Because I think that's interesting about the photography. Sure. Uh, let me touch on that. Um, uh, obviously, it, it's it's such a vast subject. It's going to be difficult. But what I'll do, I'll just give a, a brief synopsis. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, just, just a, yeah. What? Uh, not only myself, but friends and and some family members. We have. Uh, discovered to some degree that there are these these plasma life forms. I call them bio uh, bioluminescent, biomorphing uh, uh, life entities. Of, of so it's a life form, and they're all around us. They're also with there's orbs, and I mean people have gotten those. But what makes this interesting is uh, it, it's so complex. And I'm an artist, and uh, it, it, I'm I'm like absolutely blown away and amazed. That there's, I mean, there's cause and effect. There's, there's, there's um, um, some kind of uh, response to your thoughts. Um, there's, there's, um, d- uh, they, they display. Um, 
see, no matter where you start, you're always out of context with this. Okay, what they do is they they actually appear in our three-dimensional existence. However, okay. when when we look at it with our naked eye, it, 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 it appears as if, if it's just a light of sort. But when the digital camera, especially when you when you do this, use the uh, inexpensive ones, they don't have the infrared or the ultraviolet filters uh, in there. You know, the more expensive ones do. So you want that to, to come through. And they actually operate within the infrared and the ultraviolet spectrums. Um, this goes back to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Trevor James uh, Constable's work where, you know, with the uh, – that talked about Wilhelm Reich and the argon uh, energy and all that, all the life force that's out there. Well, basically, this is, uh, I believe, the same thing. Um, what what I've extrapolated from from uh, literally years of taking these pictures is that not only are they appearing on the digital format, it, 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 but they they're they're demonstrating form that that in our repertoire of understanding we can understand what it is there's there's they look like people they look like they're they're walking there's a, you know there's all sorts of a whole wide array of things and but then it gets even more intense because um so what they do is they're very clever um they use like if let's say you get them at night they use the night the blackness as like sort of like a their blackboard and and where we took these pictures was on the north shore of long island and um they they they're appearing over the water but you see then it starts to get really interesting because you know we look at things in a three dimensional manner you know you just wow gee you know there's something over the water but but when when you start taking these pictures you see that they they're able to demonstrate um uh, interdimensional qualities because these lights that we see with our eyes are a, approximately a mile or so away, more or less somewhere. It's hard to judge over water and stuff and at night, but at least right. a mile away. But there are many times when these things are showing up right in front of the lens because I, I, I used to go out there with my friend Posey Gilbert um, and he, you know, I said, hey, I'm going to take some pictures close to the grass and just to see on an angle or whatever. And these things would actually, like with segments, come right up to the lens and they wrap themselves whoa, around the, 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 the blade of the grass. And so how can something like that occur? You're taking pictures on a, on a plane, uh, a, a digital plane, and then, and then these things are right in front of the lens. It's absolutely a logical impossibility. So they, they teach you this way, this kind of thing. But what I've recently discovered was absolutely amazing. This is for myself. Maybe other people don't think so, but I do. Um, what I notice is that sometimes these things are very close to the water, and they leave a reflection. So the reflection and the and the anomaly above it, the plasma life form, together they form something that we can understand, we can make out as a figure or whatever. But it gets better because the the bottom half, um, on, especially when it, when it's more on a, in a white spectrum, appears to be a portal. It, it, 
it, it's being utilized as a portal, and you actually see figures. You know, you see the torso where a head would be, and, and sometimes you could see something like legs and feet or whatever. And um, you say, well, this is getting bizarre. So what I did is I blew them up. I kept blowing them up. And I, you know, and I'm, as I was looking at them, I started to see other things. And I, and I, you know, I'm asking other people to look also to see if they, I say, do you see anything here? And they say, oh, you mean the, the woman's face? So there's actually uh, human or humanoid looking faces within that abstract, if you will, but they are coming through something. So can you just, uh, I'm trying to uh, show the, the uh, to get an appreciation for the complexity. The, the, what would it take to do something like this? It would be the, the best director, uh, you know, that we've ever had to even come close to this. I don't think it can be done, but this is what I've, I've gotten lately. And one more thing. Uh, it was about a week and a half, well, it was the 29th of, of January. Uh, I was up late at night, and um, uh, I heard a helicopter. I saw, gee, you know, I, I said, it must be a police helicopter out there, but it wouldn't go away. So I said, I finally opened the window, and I look up there, and I, I, it, it sounds like a helicopter. I can't see it, though, and it had a, the, the correct color lights. It had the green, red, and white, but it had other, more lights. And I'm saying, gee, you know, that's a little odd. I'm a trained observer, and, and I'm saying, okay, well, I said, maybe I should take a couple of pictures of this thing. So I get my, my uh, off-the-shelf Sony cyber shot, and I what? put it on flash, and I took a few pictures. Well, wouldn't you know, I uploaded them in the computer, not at all a helicopter, not even close. It's just Whoa. these plasma uh, anomalies uh, situating themselves in a form, and then the human eye sees and hears the, the, the uh, uh, object as being a helicopter. I've had this happen. Uh, on, that, a, on that note, we have to end our journey. Uh, it's the okay. end of our time. We have a minute or so for you to uh, share sure. your contact information. Okay. Okay. Well, Kurt, what I can do here is, uh, first of all, oh my God, thank you so much. Uh, it was so interesting, and I can't wait for Sunday. And, again, uh, if uh, our listeners want to attend that meeting, uh, go to dny.info, and you can get all the details. And you have to make an RSVP the correct way, which is, uh, spelled out very simply on the on the uh, website. Uh, Kurt, I guess, again, thank you so much, and I look forward to your full presentation with slides, by the way. And I've seen some of those those slides, and believe me, they are they are awesome, and uh, I, I look forward to that. Uh, so, again, thank you so much. Uh, if they want to get a hold of you or me, they can do go to my uh, uh, email address, that which is uh, n i c k. NYNY, the number one, the figure one, at gmail.com. So Nick, NYNY1 at gmail.com, and then they can contact you or me. If, if it's you, I'll forward a Kurt or the, uh, the messages. So thank you so much. Much love to you. And this is Nick Kurtoff for Disclosure Network New York, wishing you all an enlightened journey as you connect the dots to seek truth. Till next time, keep informed, stay safe, and be kind to one another. Goodbye for now. And thanks to both of you. Nick, uh, Phoenix invited you to be on his show. So if you'd care to, uh, after this musical break, we'll continue with that. And Kurt, that was an awesome presentation. Thank you. Thank you, sir. 
More than welcome, and count me in for the next program. Yep. Okay, great. We're going to take a brief music break. We're going to listen to Dave the Bard's Antler Crown and Standing Stone. Within the leaf, I'm the voice within the tree. I am boy, I am man, the face of the changing man, and I have been your constant guide from your caves on the mountain side. We have walked hand in Through the wind and snow and rain 
know that a part of me remains. Holy stand itself it may not but uh, it, it was good music um, before we begin with our next segment which is the preceptor project with phoenix the techno druid and guest nicurdo i will read to you what the pride of olympus mission is the pride of olympus is our merkaba our sun chariot our celestial barge the wheels within wheels shamanic vehicle that facilitates our journeys to the astral realms of Gaia's world tree. The Pride of Olympus is our metaphorical vehicle for exploring various thematically related but seemingly different approaches concerned with explaining our human origins, guiding our human development, and actualizing our maximal human potential. The Pride of Olympus supports all of humanity's efforts to transcend this world and venture forth into the great beyond, be they metaphysical, mechanical, or even imaginal. And like all conveyances, the Pride of Olympus can and does assume many forms, including that of this podcast. Uh, Tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different. I will share with everyone right now that uh, we will be growing a great deal in the year ahead. Uh, The next step will probably be an HD radio show uh, and uh, then a YouTube uh, channel that will have a full range of programming, as does our blog talk radio uh, currently, and it extends uh, beyond that. So this will be a busy year. And our current programs are going to evolve and expand, and uh, uh, they're going to improve. So this is a very exciting time. The Preceptor Project is one of our latest uh, programs, and they join uh, Unarius, and they join the Urantia book uh, in our uh, various efforts. And uh, tonight we're going to learn more about Phoenix the Technodruid and uh, what he is doing. So without further ado, let us welcome Phoenix, and welcome to Nick. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, hey thanks how's it going? for inviting me, and I'm uh, looking forward to the program. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Now, Nick, you run both uh, Disclosure Network New York and the um, Urantia Book New York. And you yeah. founded these the, organizations, uh, the, and they've been uh, running for like 18, 20 years now. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been an amazing journey. And the way I've, I've ended up doing this, and uh, I have a, a venue, uh, which is a, a large room at the, uh, the center uh, located in the West Village on West 13th Street. And I've hired that room so that on Sundays, usually the first and third Sundays, but if there's a holiday or something special, sometimes we'll do a different, uh, a different uh, Sunday. But basically it's the first and third Sunday of every single month throughout the year. And we start off with the Urantia reading, and that goes from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. And we, we're on the fourth part of the book. So for the uh, people that are, are from a Christian background, uh, you'll be delighted to know that it's the entire story of Jesus' life. And that includes a huge amount of the missing years that the Bible never talked about. And that's all in the book. And I'm telling you, you're sitting on the edge of your chair because you feel as though you are really there. And you're seeing and hearing what's going on with Jesus and the people uh, that are around him. It's an extraordinary experience. So that goes from one to two. Then from two to four in the same room, uh, everybody from the uh, Urantia study group go, uh, stays because then we have for two hours the Disclosure Network New York meeting, and that involves uh, either UFO, ET, paranormal phenomenon, uh, and other related subjects. And uh, I am so proud of that. And, again, we're on our 18th year for that. And starting this coming Sunday, the 16th, we have a new program that goes from oh, awesome. 4 o'clock to 5.30, a very different kind of program. And what that's going to be is a, I'm going to give a class in acting for improvisational theater. Wow. Now, I have a background in theater, and I love improv because uh, basically you give the actors uh, a scenario uh, and then – uh, which, in other words, what, what, is, what is basically the beginning of a story? And then you assign the people to take on various parts and give them a little sense of who that person is in the scenario. And then you say, okay, guys, go. And then they take that idea and go with it. Now, the object of that is to have the uh, people that are in the different scenarios uh, it's, it's sometimes not a safe space, which means that it, they'll be challenged to, to assume a different character, sometimes not even human. It might be an animal wow. or uh, an object that's part of this. So it can be anything. And the other part of that is sometimes after doing something that basically can be funny, we'll say to the same actors, now do the same scenario as a high drama. Wow. So now... It's a whole different spin on the basic story. And I'm telling you, it's thrilling to see talented people uh, that are taking that challenge and, and running with it. And it's almost like a team effort because they all have to be in the moment uh, as they're creating this, this story from the scenario. So I'm thrilled about that. That's going to go from 4 to 5.30. And the, uh, the intro, the introduction to this class is uh, this coming Sunday at 4 o'clock. 
so if anybody wants more information on that and details of how to RSVP to be on the list to go in, they can do that by uh, emailing me. And that, again, is Nick, N-Y-N-Y-1, the number one, at gmail.com. Nick, N-Y-N-Y-1, at gmail.com. So that's it. I mean, I'm so happy. There's three very exciting and very different programs all happening in the same venue on the same day. On the same day. That is awesome. And we have to get updates on that as it uh, develops. So you're well established in what you're doing and you're always trying new things. And now Phoenix, you just started with the Preceptor project. And yes, can you I did. A little bit about what the Preceptor project uh, is. I, I know that you use the UFOs as a symbol and that you have spoken about uh, Stephen Greer, who also inspired the Disclosure Network. Uh, and that uh, uh, you do meditations uh, that attune you with uh, friendly aliens. So why don't you explain a little bit more about that aspect of the uh, Preceptor Project. Like, what, are, what is a Preceptor? A Preceptor is a teacher, usually in the, in, in the medical field. Um, kind of a joke going around, uh, kind of a joke going around the design table where, yeah, that... Um, the world needs a doctor, <laughs> not just okay. the people in it, but the whole planet needs a doctor, right? Amen. Uh, anybody, anybody, anybody who listens to modern day like hip hop music knows where I got that where I got that uh, reference from. You know, I, we need a doctor. But okay, so yeah, now one of one of the one of the gifts that I started out with was the ability to take machines. Okay, techno druid is usually a play. It's usually like it's like saying icy hot or, or pretty ugly. Um, no, okay. So druids are usually not technologically inclined at all. So, so now, what with with very little training in the fields that I wanted to be in, I've had to self-teach pretty much everything. Um, with and I, uh, Hercules, can you hear? Does uh, my audio you're, doing okay? You're, you're, you're breaking up, but I can still hear you. Can you hear him, Nick? Uh, yes, I can. Yep. Okay. But there is there is some kind of interference or something going on. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a little ding or something like an elevator door. Um, there is again. Yes, I don't know. I can what, hear that. Huh. I, I'm not sure where that's coming from, but okay, we'll roll with it. Okay, so um, now I had found when I when I had uh, when I had sided with a renewable energy company out here in Utah, and then I was going to take that to Hercules invited me to a library show in Creskill, New York, or Creskill, New York, Creskill, New Jersey. My bad. Wrong side of the river there, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um. And from there was a short. No, I took. I took. I, in the while we were talking about that, I found this thing, and I found this. You know, I found the Internet of Things. I found out you can have a full-size, fully functional Linux computer on this little tiny on this little tiny board the size of a credit card, basically. And I, you know, the world opened up. 
board the size of a credit card, basically. And I, you know, the world opened up. Wow. Okay. We're little, um we're we're getting really bad static right now. Hold on, let me let me, let me unplug my headset. Okay. We're little, um we're we're getting really bad static right now. Can you guys hear me? And we're getting echoes too. Huge echoes. Okay, now it's repeating itself on your end, and we're getting static. Try calling in again, Phoenix. Huge echoes. Ten four dialing, hanging up and dialing. Repeating itself on your end, and we're getting static. Try calling in again, Phoenix. Ken for dialing, hanging up and dialing. Nick, are you still there? Uh, I am, but the uh, I can hear a huge amount of ringing and interference. Me too. Like ringing, ringing, uh, uh, things like that going on. Uh, I am, but the uh, I can hear a huge amount of ringing and interference. Me too. Also, there's a time delay of uh, a, a, a few seconds of time delay going on. I'm getting on. that as well. Now, this is very unfortunate. Poor Phoenix. He was just starting to say something. It, it, it feels like we're in the twilight zone. Let me see what we can do. We are in the twilight zone. <laughs> I know. It feels like we're in the twilight zone. Can I think about We are in the twilight zone. Well, guys, yeah, I'm going to take this and make, make a song out of it or something. A significant time delay going on. Yeah, yeah no, it actually closed itself up in about 46 Okay, how's that? Is everybody still here? Yes, I'm here. Oh, it's much better, much, much better now. Much better. Okay, so that yeah, what I was saying is that. never happened before. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, it's happening again. Okay, much better. Much better. Okay, so yeah, what I was saying is that. happened before. Okay. How's the sound check now, guys? Go ahead, Phoenix. Okay. See if there I repeat in a second. Okay. So yeah, Hercules. I found the uh, Hercules introduced me to this thing called the Internet of Things, and it the world just opened up. Now, I've since expanded upon that. You know, uh, you know, uh, amateur radio operators like myself use use these things. Um, yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of people use these things. Uh, particle electronics is hitting the utility grids with smart flow sensors 
uh, water regulation systems that are all based off these little tiny, tiny components. So what a better, at that time I was running a small company called Rebirth of Renaissance. Um, yeah, I mean, the Perceptor Project is a, is a recognized company in the state of Utah. It's contested, it's being contested in court right now. <laughs> um, yeah. And interesting, interesting stuff. So what our goal is, at least for my end of things, is we can take these small machines and implement them into various things where you would have normally like a switch or a relay or, you know, small technology. And with, with, Phoenix, are you there? Hello? The whole signal is going off. The, uh, boy, this is amazing. We've lost Hercules, uh, the producer, and we've lost Phoenix, the uh, the host. Uh, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there you are. There Hello? you are. There was a, a lot of silence there. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I was going to say, how much of that last 30 seconds was heard? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you might want to repeat that last bit uh, you were talking about so for the for the listeners. Okay, so I found okay, I found the Internet of Things. People are using it even in the utility grids. Uh, a, company, a company called Particle Electronics is actually putting out a small microchip-sized unit you connect up to your Hello? Phoenix, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I'm so here. am I. Uh, Hercules there. Uh, I'm, actually, well I'm actually going Yeah. Yeah, definitely continue. Mm-hmm. I'm also, yeah, let's I'm also, continue. I don't know if we're being broadcast or not at the moment, but let's continue until they tell us. Yeah. Okay. I'm also, Go I'm ahead. also, I'm also at my, I'm also at my W two job running the stuff. So you're gonna hear background. They're actually doing cashier work. So. Go, go ahead. I need to Okay, so. Hi, one second. Can you guys hear me? Uh, yes. yes. Okay, yes. on my board, it's continuous echoes. Are you guys still hearing echoes? There, there is something going on, yeah. It's not, it's not clear, and there is, it's very uh, echoey. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it's the, I think it's the board, because... 
I did everything I possibly could to correct the sound. And I even tried turning it off and turning it back on again. We're getting the echoes. I think it's the board. I think it's the board also. Uh, Never worse than tonight for some reason. Yeah. Because my program was crystal clear. It was perfect. We had no problem technically. Yes, it was. It was crystal clear. We had no problem. See, and then I jumped on the echo started with the elevator door sound. Um, so what, what yeah, do you want to do there? Yeah. We're not going to be able to really talk because of the echoes. Yeah. So what I would suggest is let's give it a brief break. Okay. Uh, and call back in five minutes and let me see what I could do to to get rid of the echoes. Okay. Because otherwise okay. it'll just be a cacophony of sound. So I'll talk to you in yeah. five minutes and we'll take it from there. Okay. Okay. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three.
Can everybody hear me? Hello? Hello? Can everybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? Can you hear now? Can you hear now? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Okay, we're still getting we're still getting echoes. What I wonder okay, so it's just going on is this on the air? Yes, we're currently broadcasting, but we're getting the echoes. Okay, well at least it's a little bit shorter than it was. Okay, so yeah. Hercules, Creskill, Creskill Library. Oh man, that was a dream. That was a dream, and yeah, give special, you know, give special thanks to give special thanks to the lioness for helping make that possible. Um, and wow, wow, I still wish I could show. I still wish I could take her on that walk. Uh, all the way across the country, but no, just running around down there. But okay, so moving forward with the Perceptor Project, our goal is to take thing, small things that people can very easily work with. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. We're still, Hi, Nick, okay, you, so. you joined us. Yeah, yeah, I just got on. I, okay. I could not get rid of the echo. Isn't um, that crazy, huh? Yeah, it is, especially since your uh, program was crystal clear. I started noticing something when the music was put on. The music was ex- extraordinarily loud. Yes, and, yes, yes, uh, that's true. That was the first weird thing, and I had it on the lowest setting, and it was still blaring. 
Yeah, so I think like something is wrong with their sound. It's so, so the, the instruments were not responding correctly at all. Right. Definitely not. And I am talking on my cell phone now. Right. And even though it won't let me talk to you through the computer, it didn't shut off the the sound from the computer. So huh. what's happening is because I'm on the cell phone now, I don't know what it was before, it's creating an echo because you're not supposed to talk on the phone and the computer at the same time. So usually ah. when something happens to the computer, I go on the cell phone and I just mute the uh, computer. And then I control the board through the computer, but I speak through the cell phone. But wow. that's not working today. Even wow. with the microphone from the computer unplugged. Uh, let me try that. Okay. No, it didn't work. I, I just unplugged the microphone from the computer. How much of this is going is being picked up on Blog Talk's end? This is live. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, and everything that we're, no, and is that is that a possibility for where the echo starting? Um, I don't know. So I think I think our best bet is just to cancel the rest of tonight's shows because this is going to be something we're going to be wrestling with, and uh, just uh, reschedule everything. Yeah, the recording so, said that it was it was dropped. The recording I heard said uh, that the English woman's voice said that the program was over. Really? If the, here, yeah. here the end episode button is still there. Oh. And the clock is going, and it's oh, telling well. me that it's streaming. Well, I guess whatever. <laughs> huh. Well, maybe it was your guest with his. Uh, uh, energy entities. <laughs> oh no! Don't blame, don't blame Kurt. Don't blame Kurt. He's a good guy. I'm not blaming anybody. No, I just made a joke because he was that. talking about how the entities would enter things, and maybe one of them decided say, to you know, stick we, around. We, we yeah. can, so we, perceptor is perceptor is set to save the world with small technology turning into big technology, there turning into things like lemonade. You know, so uh, you know. I guess, I guess, the forces of chaos will oppose uh, positive change when it stands the capability of happening. And it's a shame tonight. I wanted to tie together Project Lemonade with your Hudson River project and uh, and the Atlantis Initiative and all this other stuff, but I guess that's not going to happen tonight. Right. All right. So, so we tried. Thank you to both of you. You're awesome, and uh, to be continued. To be continued. Definitely. Okay. Good night, Phoenix. Good talking to you. Bye-bye. Right. You too. And thanks to all who've stuck with us uh, throughout this uh, strange experience. Uh, the paranormal happens here on the radio as well. So uh, everyone, <laughs> joyous journeys and amazing adventures. Amen to that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we'll play a song, uh, and then we'll uh, fade out.